Hello and welcome to the Content Design Podcast. My name is Vanessa Barlow and I'm a content designer and content strategist. We're now well underway with series two and it's great to see everybody engaging with it. I still get such a kick out of seeing the fact that the podcast being listened to in Wellington, in New Zealand and Texas in America and specifically Islington in London. So big shout out to the Islington fans. Um, So thank you so much for your support. And as always, you can actually get in touch with us via Twitter. So that's at DigiContentPod. That's at DigiContentPod. Um, to let us know if there's any topics you'd particularly like us to cover or any guests you'd really like us to welcome onto the show and to get their advice on content design. So in today's episode, I'm talking to Owen Priestley again, who is a freelance content designer at Google at the moment, because he'd recently made that transition from being a permanent content designer to someone working freelance and getting contracts. And I was really interested to see how he'd kind of tackled that transition. And when we got talking, he had some really great advice about putting together a portfolio and how to really showcase um, your content experience and your ability to tackle different problems and challenges with um, really great content solutions. So I thought it'd be really great to do a mini episode and share his advice, both for people who are quite new to the discipline or wanting to transition from another discipline. And he's got some great tips on how you can kind of start that early stage portfolio and start to show some of the skills you have even when you feel like you don't have that much experience but also I think it should be really useful for those of us who've been doing it for a while because he's got a really tight methodology around how he showcases his case studies and his experience so here's um, Owen Priestley with his tips on building a brilliant content design portfolio. Obviously my experience looking for contracts was it was I don't want to say harrowing but it was quite a slight long and arduous process looking for different you know find, figuring out what you want to do and what different places can offer you and that sort of thing but one thing I did take away from it all is uh, making a, a good portfolio mm. um, so I didn't well I did have a portfolio but it was embarrassing and it was old and it was impossible to find which is really bad for a content designer um so I spent a lot of time looking at other people's portfolios um in again this draws up the problem of you know am I a UX writer am I a content designer am I a content strategist am I a technical writer am I a UX copywriter because these are all names that kind of come up when you're searching for jobs mm-hmm. and how do you create a portfolio that can support all of these different subgenres um so yeah I spent a lot of time looking at different people's portfolios what worked well what didn't work so well there's tons of blog posts and things out there about creating a portfolio um and yeah so that was a big takeaway for me was was creating a a good portfolio so picking projects that are interesting that highlight the skills that you have um and previously I just sort of listed I worked here I did this project and then like I worked here I did this project maybe with like a an excerpt or a link to like a piece of documentation I'd written but there's no way, having been in a position where I'm hiring people, there's no way I've got the time to go and find someone's portfolio after having looked at their CV and read their cover letter and then follow a link to a long piece of content and then read it objectively and decide whether or not they're a good writer. That's kind of what I thought people would do when they mm. looked at my portfolio. But there's no way that anyone's going to do that. So what I found was 
telling this sounds really lame but like telling a story about the project you were working on and why you had a good impact for that uh, project so sort of there's that really old school interview technique which is star which is like situation task action result um i sort of took that and applied it to a bunch of different projects and sort of thought about which ones were the most interesting and then used that format to write what i called case studies and the reason i called them case studies is because that's what everyone seems to be doing um so i picked four or five projects that i'd worked on wrote them out in that format situation so you know what was happening then task what i had to do to solve that problem action how i did it and then result how i can measure the impact that i had wrote those things up added a bunch of sexy screenshots and and then i had like four case studies um which it which gives people a, a very quick overview of how you work and what kind of projects you've worked on and stuff all without making them click on some link to an article that you'd read without much context um so yeah i found that really useful and when it came to doing job interviews i found that having written all that stuff out really concisely and edited it and shown it to people and got their opinion and discussed projects i could talk about my projects for days because i'd you know i'd got projects that i'd done like years ago i'd reacquainted myself with them so it made it very easy for me to talk about the impact that i had and and why i did certain things it's a really good yeah that's a really good point around the the task side because so it can be so easy to talk in quite general terms and particularly in digital and content design you could have even a small team would still be like developer ux designer probably a researcher maybe a product owner and so so even to separate what did you specifically do within that um to deliver the ultimate kpis and and what you actually um saw with the project will i think really help you stand out yeah um because it's very easy to say we built a service that helped people sign up to get extra support from their energy supplier and i did this with a ux designer and a user researcher but that's all very woolly and vague and what people really want to know is what you did so it'd be I wrote the microcopy that went into the tool. I wrote the confirmation email that goes out to the users. I, you know, really concrete examples of what you've done. Because then people are like, oh, well, that's actually what we're looking for from someone because we need a bunch of confirmation emails writing or we want someone who can understand a user flow and write microcopy to support it. But they don't get that from we designed this thing. They get that from I did X, Y, and Z. Completely. And it kind of loops quite nicely back to what we were just saying about how varied the discipline is and all the different um terminology because I've certainly found with hiring is it almost doesn't matter what you call the role you'll still get people who are thinking of it really really broadly and you might in your mind have say for example more of this kind of UX writer style um work and you could even call the role UX writer and you'll still get somebody writing in who's just kind of done blog posts and social media posts and it's it's not really that directly relevant but they're just thinking of it as the same and when people put their portfolios in their cv how you described it's really quick and easy to see who has the relevant relevant experience and it could maybe be the person that talks about all the blog posts and social media stuff they've done does have it and they've just not thought enough about how do they pull that out and show that relevant bit 
over and above just some general writing and feeling that they need to capture every bit of content they've ever worked on yeah and I think that in content design as a job you are always focusing on how you can measure whether what you've done worked or not and how you test things with users and that's the kind of approach that I want to take with my portfolio whereby I, I was stripping out all the unnecessary detail I was basing it on what people want which is concrete examples um, and I was including all the kinds of things that I would look for as a content designer so I want I, well I included evidence of why I did what I did and how I measured whether it was successful or not because that's a really good example of your ability to do that as a content designer so we we're quite fortunate in that our portfolios can reflect our work really well because we can just include all the things that we would do as content designers definitely and sometimes when people ask me about getting into content design as a discipline maybe either as a graduate or because they've been doing something else and they're interested in in changing and the portfolio is a bit that I always recommend to start with even if they feel like they haven't got any experiences in they're trying to get their first content job it's like did you ever help you know have you done something voluntarily did you help your friend with their website did you I don't know do you volunteer and help that organization with their website like quite often when you unpack it people suddenly realize they do have some really good concrete examples that they can actually add to a portfolio and then as soon as you've got those like you said those few examples to show to talk about to actually bring to an interview or bring to an opportunity it makes so much difference Uh, again when you see on cvs and things people talking about the passion to learn and i'm really interested in this area knowing what your organization needs to deliver and the pace that they need to deliver it you're you're relatively harshly like i can't really just start with someone who's just got an interest and a passion for this i need someone who can actually get going and do something and so as soon as you can demonstrate that you can do that even if you're quite near the beginning of your career and you've mainly got to rely on learning as you go it does feel like it makes a very big difference yeah and I think one of the things that I saw looking at a lot of other people's portfolios and therefore included in mine is a section that gives people really quick examples of what you've done so on my portfolio I have a kind of before and after section where I've got a screenshot of some content before I looked at it and then a screenshot of afterwards and then a couple of words just explaining the impact that that had if if I could measure it um so that again if someone's not had experience directly as a content designer they can pull out very small examples that can show their way of thinking and that they have the right sort of approach that you can use in a a real real world situation because you even see on medium and things i guess particularly in the realm of ux design people proactively doing the kind of fantastical fixes where they'll be like i was frustrated with the ios update 8 so i i fixed it and they do they actually show their design of what they would have done even though they've got nothing to do with the actual product and they've got no impact on how it's going to look you could still if you were interested in that person's design thinking and strategic thinking see there exactly as you described their before and after um so yeah if you feel like you're relatively low on concrete examples even something like that where you know there's a site where you feel like the content could really really be improved and do that here's how it is now and here's how i would do it if i had my hands on it yeah could still um, be a good example that yeah that's really good example like for it i always see things day to day and i'm like god that is terribly written just like read the new yorker and it is terribly in terms of like the amount of commas and long sentences they use 
and yeah, rewriting that sort of stuff. Not necessarily the New Yorker because that's journalism, but you know, real world examples that you think could be improved. Yeah, you could do that as long as you make sure that you say that uh, this isn't something I actually did. Yes, yeah. Um, I'd be really impressed with the brands you've yeah, worked with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've worked with everyone. Um, but yeah, that's a really good way of doing it. And I think putting some time into creating again, it, content design is like a UX discipline. It's about making something user friendly. Putting some time into designing a portfolio that's really user friendly um shows that you you know put users first and you consider that kind of thing so make sure it's like mobile friendly and make sure it's not cluttered and there's not tons of words on there um because that again is an example of your work in some cases it might be the best example of your work to have a really nice portfolio so i think it's important to consider that as well So thank you again to Owen for coming on the show and sharing his portfolio tips. If you're finding the content design podcast useful, then please do like and subscribe and even write us a review on iTunes to help even more people find the podcast for themselves. So until the next episode, goodbye.